dads. Hello, welcome to Dad Talks, where you get to listen to two dads talk. I'm Jerry Schmansky. With me, as always, my co-dad in crime, Joe Lopez. Joe, how are you doing tonight? I am doing good. I like being the co-dad in crime. Yeah, I feel like we're doing something bad. That's because you know it's second. It's the second podcast. It, it doesn't. Nobody's doing two podcasts like this in one feed. I'm telling you. That's right. We're the first ones. No one's ever thought of this before. I'm telling you. It's an invention right here. Copyright it. Hey, I meant to mention this to you yesterday when we were recording. Okay. Uh, your beard's looking thicker, a little bit more full. I'm so glad you brought that up because, Joe, I, I changed up my routine a little. I, I, I changed okay. it up. I did a little bit something different. So I, uh, I have a trimmer, obviously, that I use to keep it at a length. And really? um, I normally trim it to... Five millimeters. Yeah. I kept this bitch at 12 millimeters, Joe. I trimmed it kept nice it and 12. long, evened it out, and then I've been using a little beard balm because my hair's getting longer. Ooh, okay. So it's, it's you know, it's fall time. My hair's getting pretty long right now, and I was like, when I, I trim it once every two weeks to keep it, like, normal. And mm-hmm. but I haven't gotten a haircut in a while, and I was like, well, I'm not going to, like, do a short beard with long hair. That's just going to look weird. Right. So yeah, what I did is I was like, all right, I'll go longer beard and uh, we'll just see how it goes. But I know what my limits are. Right. So I have an upper limit here because last year during the big, like peak pandemic, right? Like we went, we got sent home in March. I didn't get a haircut or shave my beard until July. Yeah, it was, it was, it was bulbous and it didn't ever get long. Same thing with my hair. Like my hair doesn't get long. It just gets large. And yeah. the same, my beard, it's the same thing. It doesn't grow down. It grows outwards. Like, yeah, it's like, it a, like great, a puff ball. That's exactly what it is. It's like my head just becomes one big circle of, of <laughs> Afro hair and Afro beard. And it's like this, this is not, this is not look good at all. This is. Yeah. So I do have a limit, but I'm, I'm, I'm testing that limit now where like, it's it it's a little bit longer, a little bit thicker. The hair is longer, but the hair is gonna have to get cut soon because it's getting to that point. Like I feel it, like you can see here. Yeah. It's. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you brought up hair, all right? Well, technically, yeah, you brought, I did. technically you brought up beard, but I got you in both departments. So. I regret both of this, <laughs> all of this, both of these things, all of this. I regret it. Yeah, but Joe, we just said right before we started recording that you look good tonight. So don't. Don't do. let the beard and the hair get to you. But you look good tonight. I'm still in work zone. My good. button up, rolled up sleeves, jeans. Look at you. You actually yeah, it's been like, a day. Oh, I forgot you went into the office. I was gonna say you put on a button up to work from home, but oh no, yeah. But from, I went into the office. When I have a meeting with anybody that is a higher level than me, that's not my boss. I just put on a quarter zip. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's the old it. QZ. Yep, I just toss on a quarter zip, and they're like, "Oh, look." He's wearing like a, a collar, kind of. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I thought about this. You thought about this. But you know what's funny uh, is I know my boss is the same thing because we'll be in a call from like 12 to 12.30. Him and I will just be on a one-on-one, and he's wearing like a long sleeve T-shirt, and I'm wearing a long sleeve T-shirt, and then we'll jump over to like talk to his boss together, right. and all of a sudden he's got a vest on and I have a quarter zip on, and we're like, oh, look at us making that jump. Making that there jump. There you go. I grab a cardigan. Pass it on. A light sweater. You, you're a cardigan king, though. Like, I am. How many cardigans you got in that closet? Oh my god, 
at least eight cardigans. Woo! Maybe four. <laughs> no, it's more than four. I think it's I think it's probably around eight. That's Joe, that's a lot of cardigans. Yeah, I think I have a cardigan for every day of the week and maybe a little more. And same with Hawaiian shirts. Well, you know what the Beatles said. There's eight days in a week, so. They did. They were not wrong. I need to refill my Hawaiian shirt collection. It it needs to get refilled. So in the transition from medium to large shirts, which has been largely documented on this podcast, <laughs> I need to reload on Hawaiian shirts because I have yeah. only one that really fits the way a Hawaiian shirt should fit. You know, it's got to be a little bit loose, but not too loose. Not too loose. You don't want to look like a dad. You don't want to. You don't want to be like a, a floral sail on you, right? But it's gotta. Right. It's gotta fit just right. And uh, so now I need to. I need to reload on on Hawaiian shirts. All right. Well, that's good. We'll 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 roll back to that next summer. I know. We're talking about things past here, and what this yeah. what this episode's actually about is the present, Joe. The present, or at least present. we thought before... it. We thought it was the present because yeah. I was gonna ask you real quick. Are you drinking anything? I am. Joe, I am. I actually, so I ran to the store tonight and I found a little coffee peanut butter porter with a doggo on the label. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, and it's a big, it's a big bottle. It's a, a pint it's a, and six a big ounces. Boy. So I poured it into a glass, and, I'm, and it looks pretty good. Yeah, that does. That's a that's a dark beer. Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> this is uh, I haven't actually tried it yet. So here, I'll take a sip of it. Tell you. All right, take a sip. Live reaction right now. He's thinking about it. He's mulling it over. He's licking those lips. Oh, that's pretty good. All right. That's pretty good. All right. We got it pretty good. Less on the coffee side. Yeah. More on the peanut butter side. So it's with peanut butter powder. I wonder how they do that in the brewing process. Do they brew it with the peanut butter powder or do they add it once it's already brewed? And they just mix it in? Yeah, it's very peanut butter forward. I bet it's that one. I would imagine because like if you're going to brew it with peanut butter, you do it in the brewing process, right? Yes. Yep. Well, I guess they, they might've done it and used powder while they're cause like you technically kind of have to cook beer first. Like uh, that's, I, I'm, yes. I'm telling you this, but you know this, you've brewed your own beer before. Right. You have to cook the beer. Right. And I'm assuming they just put the powder in while they were cooking the beer. Maybe. Yeah. Right. Whereas peanut butter, I don't know. Now here's here's my lack of understanding. Maybe we'll have to get Joe running around to answer this. But like, yeah, if you're gonna brew it with peanut butter, do you put a glob of peanut butter in there when you're cooking it at the beginning, making the wort? A good question. We'll have to do an episode on beer making. I know it. Well, this episode's on beer, so it's a good. It's on beer. It's a good little it's transition. Brand. It's on brand, but we'll have to do a beer making episode. I actually, it's in my list of projects I want to do. I want to do like brew my own beer and see see what it's like to actually yeah i like beer i'm a beer enthusiast i would say um it's about time i like take some of my take something in my own hands and and see it see if i can test this but as you know i'm a terrible cook so yeah it's it'll be good yeah you know whatever we'll figure it out i'll follow a recipe step by step and see if it turns out Yeah, we'll call ron ron will help us I think I'll actually I'll probably borrow Ron's brewing equipment because it's sitting in a box in his garage, not doing anything. So. Yeah, exactly. I'm not gonna buy my own for this. Come on. Right. Well, we had big plans for tonight. We did. So I said we thought that this episode was about the present, but apparently it's not. So Joe and I, the original plan for this episode is we were gonna go out 
and we were going to each we were going to buy the same beer and we were going to compare and t- we we're going to taste and compare live on air. We're going to do it together and like, hey, take a sip, mull it around, give our notes, compare, all that kind of stuff. Spit it out in a bucket. Spit it out in a bucket. Can't be getting drunk on the podcast. <laughs> Again. Um, but for some reason, I, I mean, I could find a couple of full six packs of one beer. Right. Yeah. So like I could go in Ichabod, like the pumpkin beer, a bunch of pumpkin beers are out. Pumpkin, all that kind yeah. of stuff. And Oktoberfests are out. Uh, but I, there was no mix and match. There was no special labels. The only one yeah. I found were like single odd sides. Um, and that were like $9 a beer. I was like, that's ridiculous God. for a single beer. So yeah, that's, that's crazy. So I went to, I went to Bush's, which, and I went to a nice Bush's, um, and uh, yeah, they still had summer beers just flowing on the the make your own six pack wall. And so I've got the beer I'm drinking now at Trader Joe's, and yeah, the make your own six pack wall at Trader Joe's, same thing. They had they had ciders and seltzers and yeah, but IPAs and stuff. And I was like, what? What is this? What is this? What is this? It's September twenty second. This is the first day of fall. I couldn't believe Agnabit. it. What a perfect idea this would have been. And I want everyone to give us, you know, points for creativity on the first day of fall doing a fall beer tasting uh, episode. But since we're professionals and we uh, and we pivot, we're just going to talk about beer this whole episode. So thank goodness. Same spirit. We're just going to talk about the fall beers. And unfortunately, Joe and I don't get to taste them. So I guess it'll be the same experience for you guys. And Joe and I will just leave a little bit more sad than we came in. Mm hmm. All right, Joe. First question. I got a, I got a list of, of beer questions I, I can't wait to get from you. I love it. First question. When do you start drinking fall beer? Like, to you, when's the right time to start drinking a fall beer? I start drinking a fall beer when fall is over for the next year. So, like, fall happens, and then I'm ready, like, for example... November 2021, I'm starting sure. fall beer for fall of 2022. Joe, right? that's too early. <laughs> Joe, that's that's way too early. Uh, I I love fall beers. The styles in fall beers are my favorite. Yeah. Um, there's a certain maltiness, graininess, mm-hmm. all of that. The everything that's used is like, for me, I love it. A chef's kiss. That's what that noise was. I like um, it. But I think if you were to ask me proper, I would say a fall beer to me. What do you mean ask you proper? The... I don't tell jokes on this podcast. I'm going to never right. joke around. Come on. <laughs> never joke. Uh, to me, a good fall beer starts when the Renaissance Festival starts, which is the first week in August. Um, Your time landmarks are, are they're <laughs> odd to me, Joe. They're odd to me. And I think it's because the Renaissance Festival, to me, marks like the beginning of the fall season. And whenever I'm there, I feel very fall-like and festive. Okay. Um, and they only sell like Guinness and Dragon's Meat. Well, yeah, I which, mean, every uh, every beer was a fall beer back in the day. Right. So, so I would say beginning to mid-August, I'm usually right in the zone. And you start to see the creepers of the mass-produced yeah. um, domestic fall beers, right? Like you see Sam Adams start to get on the shelves. Um, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, so I would say beginning to mid August. What about you? 
I would say late August, beginning of September. Um, okay. I also love fall beer, but I like winter beers more. Because okay. Of, um, so this bleeds in a little bit to my next question, but like to me, my favorite beer style is a porter, which is what I'm drinking right now, which yeah. is probably why I like it so much. My favorite beer style um, is a porter in general, across the board. Um, and those don't really come out right away. They, they take a while to start trickling in, right? You, right? Like you said, you start to see your pumpkin beers like in the middle of August, the beginning of August. You start to see people put like Oktoberfests out like right away um, because Oktoberfests... Right. Even though an Oktoberfest is is quote a fall beer because of Oktoberfest, they're made with summer. Yeah. They're made with summer hops. Like they're not, they're not made like right for the fall. You know, um, and they're still light beer to drink. So, uh, but for me, I would say right about the time football season starts. So for you, it's it's Renaissance Fest. For me, it's it's football. <laughs> That's my time landmark for you. They're the same thing. They're the same thing. There's sports at the Renaissance Festival. There are, there's jousting. And there's dress up in football. That's right. So, <laughs> see? Um, um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I definitely would say, I would definitely say, like, end of August is about my start time where I'll get, and I always ease in with a pumpkin beer because I know they're there and I know they're out there and I know, like, my hype for pumpkin is early, not late. Like I get over pumpkin yeah. pretty quickly because I think oh I don't really like pumpkin all that much. I shouldn't I don't not like it, right? But it's not right. The hype is all manufactured. So I'll get in there and have like a pumpkin beer, like uh Griffin Claws uh Screaming Pumpkin. I'll have one of those. Screaming pumpkin's so good. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. So we go to Griffin Claw basically every year for my birthday, like Especially now that Ben's right. birthday a couple days before mine, that's like my birthday celebration, and they almost always have yeah. screaming pumpkin on tap. So I'll go and get a screaming pumpkin on my birthday at the end of August. So that's probably my like start time. Right. Awesome. All right. Well, it bleeds right into the next question. Of what do you consider okay. fall beer? This is a very good question. Um, I think your fall beers. I'm a little bit far away from the mic. Sorry, everybody. Um. I think the fall beers are when you start to get into that alty golden brown color beers, mm-hmm. right? Um, your summer beers tend to be lighter, hoppier IPAs that are a little bit more clear. Crisp. Um, yeah, the fall beers go into that goldeny, tanny brown, that deep, not tan, I guess, so much, but more of that goldeny, woody brown, almost, mm-hmm. you know, that, that deep color. Um, so I would consider they're Oktoberfest, but they're called Marzins mm-hmm. is the style. Um, the uh, your your porters and stouts, some of them depending on on yeah. who's making them and what they're made with, but really your amber ales, so the red beers, um, I would consider a fall beer, um. And then I pumpkin spice like pumpkin beers I guess is a style, but they're mostly ales brewed with with pumpkin, pumpkin and spice that give them that deep mm-hmm. color. So I would say your Oktoberfest slash Marzins, your um, Belgians, 
Interesting. I don't know if I would have thrown Belgians in there because like Belgian wheats are are summer beers. Yeah, but like your Belgian doubles and triples That's tend to point. be a little bit darker and and hardier. Belgian triple for anybody that hasn't had one, uh, I always compare to bubblegum and tree bark is what it tastes like. And well, I don't think I've it had very good. New Holland came out with their like a special line of doubles and triples back in the day, and I I, I yeah. had a triple, uh, but I don't remember it tasting like that. But I also I only had it in passing. I haven't done my examination of it. Yeah, so I would say the Marzen slash Oktoberfest, your Belgians, your Ambers, and your pumpkin-style beers um, are probably the four that I would, I would throw in there as, a, as fall beers, I think. I think I would... And, and brown, brown ales. That was going to say. So browns, Ambers and browns are similar. Well, I guess browns are more... They're closer I think to browns tend to be more nut forward. I was gonna say they're closer to porters than they are um yeah. ambers. So that that would be the one I would add is is adding in browns, but uh mm-hmm. definitely pumpkin. That's just I mean, pumpkin's yeah. like the harbinger of the fall beers, right? They start out with pumpkin, yeah. but the real fall beers are the Oktoberfests, the Marsins, uh, and the Browns for me. Like when the Browns yeah. start rolling out, because once you get I try and drink browns as long as they're out. Like I'll go into stouts, I'll get some stouts, but from if I'm thinking about it, a stout's hard for me to get through, top to bottom, right? Like it's yeah. it's a it's a thick beer to drink, and it is. I don't always want that, right? Like, and I actually no. find myself falling back on cheaper beer during the winter time because your options are: do you want soup in a glass, or do you or are you gonna drink like a PBR? And I'll fall back on yeah. a PBR because it's easy drinking, right? So, um, but browns, ambers, those to me are 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 big fall. Like, uh, yeah, Bell's has a, a bonfire brown, um, mm-hmm. and it's it's so good. Yeah, we should do this for every season because I think it's a fun topic. I like it. Um, but uh, Bell's best brown is mm-hmm. just a good good all That's, around. Brown. I'm sorry. There's Bell's best brown. There's Shorts Bel Air brown, which is also phenomenal. Yeah, also um, good. And then uh, Bonfire Brown is from Saugatuck. Oh, okay. I don't know if I've had that one. No, but yeah, it's a good one. Bell's Best. Um, as far as Ambers, um, El Rojo from Griffin Claw mm. is. Oh yeah, and that's an all year round beer. Like, yeah. If if I need a beer that's not just a cheap light beer, and mm. El Rojo's on the shelf, I'll grab it. It's so good. It is really good. Um, and then Alaskan Amber, which again is produced oh, year round. Yeah. Is is also a very good amber beer. Um, I think Great yeah. Lakes Brewing has Eric the Red too. That's also very yes. good, and I believe that's year round. I think they do Eric the Red all year. I think it is. I think I think ambers tend to be year round, mm-hmm. but they they pop up more right around the fall, yeah. especially like I said, the Bell's Best, um, the Shorts one. Yeah, but uh, I'm trying to think outside of Bell's Best and Bel Air Brown one. That jumps out to me. The thing about browns, I think, is they fall in the same trap that like ales do, right? We talked about this a little bit during our during the summertime about like craft breweries that make just good ales, right? Like it's the Founder Solid Gold or you know, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, from Bell's, right? Those are are just beers. They're just ales that they but. 
they they're very good, but I don't think they like break the radar because they're simple. And it's the same thing yeah. I think with reds is like you're not going to see a pancake flavored red ale, you know, no, you're not going to no, see no, no, definitely not. You're, there's not a lot of differentiating factors between amber ales. There's just like you're not brewing it with a lot of stuff. That's the thing, right? Yeah. It's a, it's a straightforward beer. You're not brewing a lot of stuff into it. And that's why I think it's not it's not the flashy choice, especially like you think about porters and stouts during the winter time. I mean, you could put literally a garbage can in a stout and somehow make it taste good. And like, yeah, th- I think that's what draws people to it is like you can do a lot of things with a stout and just change the flavor notes a little bit to make it better. Right. Like, yeah, th- you're not changing the flavor profile of the whole beer. You're just doing it a little here, a little there. So, yeah, definitely. Um, and and it for makes me, it I, it does, it does. It, like I said, the bells and ambers are kind of the, the go-tos when it comes to like the basic year rounds, but like the, um, the Oktoberfest style is a little bit more malty. It's a yeah. little bit more, um, woody is the way that I describe it because it's just like, a, it, they're more of a naturey flavor like they they have like more heft to them but not as hefty as us porter stout i i don't know if i'd go as far to say earthy or woody but i guess i get a little bit earthy i can see where you're coming from there but for me an oktoberfest is thicker like it's basically if you took budweiser and made it thick that's what yeah that's what oktoberfest is to me um which i don't always love you know, if I'm going to mm. drink that flavor profile, I don't know if I'm just going to jump into a thicker Budweiser, right? Like, For sure. That's I, I like it for what it is. I like it. Um, and there's a couple different types of Oktoberfest. Like, the Marzen's great, but some people make a lighter Marzen, which I like, mm-hmm. um, versus the heavier Marzen, which is more like an amber ale. Um, yeah. And at that point, just make the amber and stop, you know, teasing us with it. Right. Uh, so, it's... It is interesting. It, it leads into my next question, which is like, what's your favorite type of fall beer? If you had to pick one to drink all fall, what are you drinking? Oh, that's hard. I know it. That is a that is a loaded question. Um, the next one's going to be even tougher. I know. because uh, I do. I like them all for different reasons, and I've put them all in like a combo pack before too. Um, pumpkin spice because I'm a basic bitch. And I love pumpkin everything. Like yeah. literally pumpkin everything or scented anything is is for me. Um I'm a big fan of pumpkin spice beers. When I can get a pumpkin beer, I I grab it. That's what you're going for. Um, is usually probably my go to out of all four of these, especially in fall, just because it gets me in that in that mood. It just gets me in that fall mood. Like I can find ambers and browns year round. Yeah. Pumpkin spice really does only come around once a year. Um, Oktoberfest do as well, uh, but but I gravitate more towards a pumpkin than than an Oktoberfest. But earth, like I keep talking about the earthiness, but like that that earthiness of a of a brown, uh, amber, or a Belgian, like double or triple. Like every once in a while, I just get a hankering for like that nuttiness that's in there. Yeah, like, mm. Joe, you that's, want that's the nut? Long. It's okay. Want the nut? I get it, but uh, I'm gonna go pumpkin. Pumpkin. What about you? That's a good. That's a good one. So I'm actually gonna conflict myself with my next answer. 
Okay. I'm going to go with the Browns. Uh, okay. The Brown Nut Ale is, I mean, to me, it's my, fa- it's just my favorite. Like brown I, Nut is very good. Brown, I mean, the Brown Nut. Who made, is that Bells? Is that, or Shorts? Is that what you said? I think so. Yeah, the Bell Air, the Bel Air Brown is, uh, but there is a brown nut. I don't know who makes it though. I can't remember off the top of my head. You keep talking. I'm gonna look it up. Okay. Um. So the brown ales are my favorite. Like I, I don't think I'll ever be able to think of another beer I like more than a brown ale. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like all year round, I look forward to this beer that I'm drinking right now. It's a porter, which is a little bit darker than a brown ale, but it's better. It's I would say closer to a brown than a stout. Um, yeah. And I, I just like, they're just so good and easy drinking and they have, to me, they have more flavor. Now, maybe it's cause I love coffee and I'm just a coffee addict. Right. So like the brown ale reminds me of that. I can understand where people don't like Browns, right? Like, yeah. uh, I, our buddy DeRosia, right? He, his go-to beer is like Natty Light. I, right. Like Bush Light. He's going to drink Bush Light all day. Right. And so when he branches out, like Oktoberfest to him is a is like a a, a deep beer, which I get, I understand, right. but like I need something more coffee flavored, nut flavored. That's that's what I need out of my beer. Yeah, but it for contradicts sure. my next question, which I, I will ask you, but I'm going to answer first. And it's what's your favorite fall beer? So while you're thinking of that, I'm going to tell you my favorite fall beer is actually Ichabod from New. Wow, New I'm shocked. I know it. So like. I prefer the the on on a whole I prefer like an like a brown ale or an amber ale uh, or a brown ale. Mm-hmm. But Ichabod is my favorite beer of the fall. Mm-hmm. Like when Ichabod comes out I'm like, "Oh, yes." And it's gotten better and better as the New Holland Brewery has gotten better and I just like every year I that is my first beer like fall pumpkin beer that i buy is ichabod i'll just get a six pack of it and be like yep it's time time to mail it in and just do it and just transfer into fall yeah that's a that's a hard question uh boy that's a hard question i know it there's so many beers out there um ichabod's good ichabod has gotten better over the last few Mm -hmm. years um it's doing the exact me, opposite thing that that oberon is doing where oberon's getting worse he, as years go on and ichabod's getting better right so for me ichabod a few years ago was my least favorite pumpkin beer really uh yeah it did not have a lot of flavor it did not have the flavor it has now you were a big um, jawjacker guy in college i remember jawjacker is good um uh there was another one. Oh my god it's pumpkin head by Yes. And it's a pumpkin on a horse. Yes, it's the headless horseman with a pumpkin. Um, and he's on a horse at shipyard. Oh, okay, um, okay. I remember you doing that a lot in college. That was your go-to. A couple years where shipyard was my favorite pumpkin beer. Ichabod so far this year has been has stood out. Um, Sam Adams Harvest Ale has been very good. Their pumpkin one or their pumpkin ale. I can't remember what exactly what it's called, but. That that was my favorite last year was Sam Adams pumpkin beer. Um I I think Ichabod might be it. It's just it's at the last few years it's been pretty reliable. Or um uh you mentioned it earlier, Griffin Claws. Screaming Pumpkin. Uh, Screaming Pumpkin mm-hmm. is also very good. Um I was just looking because 
New Holland does a mixture where they mix the poet, their oatmeal stout with Ichabod. That's right. And I, th- and I think they call it a dark and stormy night. Mm. I, I think, and I'm like, that's just a good, good name for a spooky beer. You told me about that last year, and I was like, there's no beer better. And the poet, for people who don't get uh, New Holland by you, the poet has Edgar Allan Poe as the like logo of the beer. It's- and it is. It used a, to be a crow. Yeah, but they've rebranded everything. Did they rebrand that? I haven't seen it in a while. They have. Yeah, they've rebranded the like the whole thing. But I'll have, uh, to, I'll have to look when the winter beers come out. Yeah, uh, poets out now. Poets out year round. Um, but yeah. The, anyway, they've they mixed them and they and I think it's called Dark and Stormy Night. I could be wrong. Uh, but I'm just like, that's a spooky beer right there. A poet mixed with... Did we try that last fall at Halloween? When I came over to your house for Halloween, did we try and make those? I, I, I we can't, might have. I feel like we've tried to make those before, and I, it might have been all the way back to college when we tried to do it, because we've been getting New Holland you know, around us for yeah. years and years and years and years. So. Yeah. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw Ichabod out there, too. Yeah. I think that... Look at us. It's agreeing. It's very good. It's just all around. It's got a good pumpkin. It's a, you know what now, it is? Now, pumpkin beers don't taste like pumpkin. No. You know what it is? It's the spice. Nobody does yeah. the spice part of a pumpkin spice beer better than Ichabod. They do pumpkin pretty good. There's a lot of beers mm-hmm. that you taste. You're like, yeah, that's a pumpkin beer. You taste the pumpkin. You taste the beer. What Ichabod yeah. does is it spices its beer just right. Whatever spices yep. they put in their beer, it's just right. It it. Exactly. It cuts the pumpkin a little bit so you're not drinking like a glass of pumpkin. Uh but it 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 is just they do it just right. And I, I got a reward for it. And it's very good. And I'm gonna do a shout out to Liberty Street Brewing in Plymouth, Michigan. Oh yeah. Um Liberty Street is a teeny tiny brewery. It's very small. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever been there. Yeah, I, I went with you uh you one time. Okay. Uh, it's a tiny, tiny brewery, but back when you were still in the apartment, one, ooh, years ago, right? There was one beer fest we went to, where it's the only beer fest I've ever been to, uh, where the guys came up and said, "You gotta taste this beer." They call it a windmill cookie, and they've since changed oh, yeah. the name. They don't call oh, yeah. it a windmill cookie anymore. They now call it a fall shandy. Um, but what Liberty Street does is they take their pumpkin ale and mix it with their home brewed root beer. Ooh, so good. And it's so freaking good. So good. It is like creamy and like spicy and a little pumpkiny and malty. That to me is a fall drink. It is this they now call it like I said a fall shandy, but I will always remember it as the windmill cookie. Ooh. Joe, I'm going to ask you. So good. I'm going to ask you to zoom out and I'll probably ask you this every time we do a beer episode. I'm going to ask you this. If you had to pick your favorite beer you've ever had, can you think of it? Oh no! Um, wow, that's tough. Yeah, I would say favorite beer I've ever had is this a, probably such a hard. It's question. hard question. So many beers that you've had in your life. I've had so many beers. Uh, Probably uh the first time I ever tried shipyard shipyard's pumpkin head. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, and I think that was more of the experience because yeah. it was like, this is a pumpkin beer. Like this set the precedent and the bar so high. The first time you had like a real good pumpkin beer. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the second one was my father-in-law brewed a bunch of beers for our wedding. Oh, yeah. I drank a bunch of and those beers at your wedding. He, he brewed an IPA for this wedding. The Blackberry IPA. I don't think it was Blackberry. This so he had he might have had a Blackberry one there, but he had a batch of IPA that there wasn't very many of. It was like six or seven percent, and it was it undescribable. Wow! It was one of the best IPAs I've ever had, and I think there was only three at the wedding. Wow! And it was just blown away by this ipa and like i've asked them to recreate it and i think we've remade it once mm. but nothing will this beat ipa that, was so good he also time. made a a mint chocolate beer for the wedding too I that, that there was that only was like really maybe one. 12 of and that like people went wild for this mint chocolate beer that was so good but this ipa he brewed right before the wedding and there was only like three or four of them was like mind-blowing to me because like it was just off the walls good. It was amazing. Damn. Damn, that's great. What about what about you? If you say a uh, favorite beer right now. It's more of a the first time I had this beer. It was so I, I think we've covered this a bunch of times, but Joe and I used to work beer fest in college. We we knew some people that ran Michigan Beer Fest. And uh there's a brewery called Rochester Mills, actually not that far away from me mm-hmm. now. Oh my god, I think I know what you're gonna yeah, talk you about. Do. Yeah, you do. Oh, it's so good. They have a blueberry pancake stout. And it's the, so the first good. time that they released it, they brought it to this winter beer fest. And it was like eight degrees outside, snowing in the middle of February. And they're like, hey, come to our tent and try this blueberry pancake stout. And I was 21 years old, fresh, yeah. fresh 21, like not even six months, 21 years old. And I taste that beer. And no beer has ever lived up to that moment. It's very good. Like, when I tell you that a beer tasted like you were eating a blueberry pancake, you might be like, oh, that's gross. No, in every good way possible, like Sunday morning with pancakes and bacon on the table, taste of, of blueberry pancake. And it is amazing. So good. And... Did it have a little smokiness to it? Just a little. Just like a, just know, like a breath you know what it is? of smokiness. It, it's a little bit of the of like the maple syrup that they add to it, like cooked in yeah. with a little oh my gosh, Joe. I'm thinking of, Oh, that's good. So I love it so much. And last year my mom turned fifty. She might be mad at me for saying that on the podcast, but whatever. <laughs> my mom turned fifty in, in twenty twenty. Uh and I found a four pack of that and I for her birthday, I bought her 50 beers. I Like, between four packs uh, and six packs, I added yeah. it all up to, to 50 beers, and I, I that's what I gave her for her 50th birthday. And I told her, I was like, this is a four-pack of my favorite beer ever. Yeah. She has hounded me every time that she comes back to Michigan. It'll be middle of June. She'll be like, do they have the blueberry pancake sound? I'm like, no. Nobody's making stouts right now. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm sorry. Yeah. She's addicted. And that's what, it, I mean, it is. Uh, so good. 
haven't had one in years. I'm thinking about it right now. Damn, now I'm like, now I have to find it. I have to find it this fall. Yeah. Uh, and I might. So we're gonna get to this as we get to winter beers. Yeah. But another experience I had with beers was Oddside one time, and I can't remember the name of it. Made a juniper, very juniper forward beer, uh, that tasted like you were just chewing on pine needles, and it was also God, very good. You're a gin man through and through. It hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Well, when we get to Christmas beers, we'll have to crack open a case of blueberry pancakes out. Mm-hmm. Sit by a fire. I think that'll be a good time for our first live stream. Oh, hell yeah. Christmas. Well, I'll say this real quick because we're at 36 minutes and this mini-sode's not a mini-sode. We're getting close to a real real episode. So we had plans. uh, Life got in the way a little bit, but we did have plans that we were going to do this tasting together. And I think for the yeah. next one for Christmas, we'll do it together. We'll do a live stream. You all have yeah. to promise to be there. We'll set it up and, and announce it on all the socials way ahead of time. Um, but we'll do a live stream. We'll taste the beers and hang out and 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 have a jolly little Christmas special with uh, Christmas beers. We'll have a holiday special. We're not going to limit it to Christmas. I mean, you know me. You know me. I'm all, all right. about holidays. Jared will, but I love all of you. I mean, I'm, I'm a Festivus fan. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Everybody knows That's that. That's right. So yeah. go taste these beers that we've talked about. Sit around a nice bonfire while you still can before the winter comes. And uh, and enjoy the spooky season because it it's here. It is spooky season. It's big spooky and, season uh, time. It is. And we're coming up on it. The next four weeks are going to be wild. I'm taking over. It's going to be amazing. And you're all going to love it. I promise. Make sure you stick around for all the dad talks this, this month. Joe has a plan. So thank it's, you guys again gonna, for... Lovely. I can't wait. Thank you guys again for listening. We really appreciate it every single week that you guys come back. Two episodes. I can't believe it. If you listen to both this week, you guys are amazing. We love you so much. Thank you for listening. Uh, If you haven't yet, uh, like, subscribe, give us a little rating wherever you listen to this. We every little bit helps. Just helps be a little bit discoverable. Uh, And go follow us on uh, our social medias. Uh, We're at Big Dad Energy Pod on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. on Instagram, Joe, we're actually only three follows away from 150. So, uh, wow, go toss a couple of follows and get us up to that 150 number. Just, you know, just do it. That's right. Just do it. Use your fake accounts that you all have. Yeah. I'm going to go get my Finsta ready and go follow just to make sure we hit it. <laughs> That's right, kid. Awesome. I know what a Finsta is. Gross. And thanks gross, for gross. thanks Planet Ant for having us on your network uh, on the on their digital network. We really appreciate it. Um, Planet Ant is reopening. If you didn't listen to our last episode, Joe gave a really nice breakdown. But um, now that we are are on the waning end, I hope of COVID. Yeah, eh? Who knows? Ooh, that's risky to say. I know. Uh, Planet Ant is be- is opening back up. They're doing live shows again. They're doing classes again. They're actually, I believe they're doing virtual and in-person classes right now. So yeah. you can get either one, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, go learn some improv. Go listen to the other net- the other podcasts on our network. Uh, every little bit helps. You know, we have a special place in our heart for the best song ever, boys, but there's a ton of good content on there. There's a bunch of spooky podcasts on there, Joe. There are. There's a, I love them. There's a bunch of spooky podcasts, and it is spooky season. So go listen to a spooky podcast. So uh, thanks, Planet Ant, you know, for having us on your network. Hey, don't go spending all that knowledge in one place. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast.